0: Hello and welcome to Life of the School, episode 115. Hello, my name is Aaron Matthew, and I'm a biology teacher from Massachusetts, and normally on Life of the School, I like to sit down with a panel of life science teachers, and we talk about what's going on in our classroom. But for this episode, I'm going to drop a special episode, and this is a conversation and a presentation I did with friend of the pod, Paul Strode, at the 2020 NABT conference. The title of the talk was My Classes Are Pointless, and we went through the... uh, non-standard grading approach that Paul has been bringing to his classes for years and that I have been experimenting with over the last couple years as well. And so I hope you enjoy this special episode. Welcome, everybody. Uh, This is going to be our presentation called My Classes Are Pointless, um, featuring uh, myself. I'm Aaron Matthew, uh, and I am a biology teacher. I teach honors biology and AP biology at acton oxford Regional High School in Acton, Massachusetts. Um, I'm also the creator of a podcast known as Life of the School, where I interview uh, high school biology teachers. And then starting this year, I've actually had a panel of biology teachers on where we discuss uh, issues that face us in the classroom, which has been very relevant this past year. um, and today my uh, co-presenter is Paul Strode. So Paul, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, you bet. So I'm Paul Strode and I teach at Fairview High School in Boulder, Colorado. I teach a, a hybrid AP-IB biology course. Um, I teach fundamentals of anatomy and physiology. It's just a one semester crash course. And then I teach a class called science research seminar that feeds into our, our regional and state science and engineering fairs. Um, and uh, yeah that's uh that's me oh i also blog as uh, as mr doctor science teacher so occasionally when i have time i'll i'll throw something out there um and uh and i've i i try and and publish my my ideas in the American biology teacher every once in a while i have a a um well actually by the time you are all seeing this um there's i have a guest commentary coming out in the october issue of uh of a b t on um Misuse of the hypothesis in science fairs. So um, that's kind of been my my wheelhouse um, over the last few
0: years. So. One of your soapboxes that you jump back and forth yeah. between between your pointless grading and uh, proselytizing about uh, proper use of hypothesis would probably be yeah. right. Your two biggest soapboxes you get on there.
1: Uh, yeah, and you're that's, also in well, uh, statistics a little bit of statistics. Oh, a little bit of statistics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I believe I've invoked your name when hearing some statistics things at times as well. Yeah. So yeah, Paul wears a lot of hats. Uh, in addition, he's also an adjunct instructor at University of Colorado. Um, so, <laughs> I don't think uh, threw, yeah, yeah. I don't think you threw that in as well. So yeah, Paul is a Paul's our real expert here. So uh, this is a this talk is really a brainchild of Paul. I actually have seen him do a version of this talk. Uh, I believe in the loudest room I've ever been in in Los Angeles in a uh, I think it was a parking garage that had uh, <laughs> <laughs> the curtains around it. Uh, I saw Paul do a version of this uh, back at an NSDA conference several years ago. Uh, back when Paul and I just actually first met each other, I think that was like the first time we had been in person together was at uh, that NSTA in LA. We had I had him as a guest on the podcast and we had talked and we had texted and emailed and had started to get to know each other digitally, but that was the first time. And I went and watched him give a talk where he talked about sort of a little bit about this approach, approach on grading, or at least we've had many conversations in LA about uh, this. Mm-hmm. And I think that since then, um, we've had many, many conversations about Uh, just grades in general and feedback and that. And so that sort of led to the genesis of this talk. And um, I was thrilled that Paul asked me to join him um, as to add a little bit about my journey in here, but we're going to focus mostly on Paul. So I'm going to start asking Paul some questions and sort of see where it brings us. So first off, uh, Paul, so how, did you always have this, uh, like pointless grading philosophy you've been in the classroom for, for many years. I know you started in the classroom and then went and finished your graduate work cool. and then went back, or did you start as a traditional grader and then make some sort of transition at some point?
1: Yeah, I absolutely started at a as a tra- traditional grader. Um, it was all about piling up the biggest pile of points as, as you can get by the end of the semester. And, um, and you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And when you do throw a fit, um, then you know we have those awful um, conversations about you know can I get a few more points on this and you know how can I raise my grade and I've got an eighty nine point four one percent why can't you just give me an A um, and then the parents get into it and so um, so it, I, I really didn't know how to how to to break out of that at all um, until. My uh, my wife, um, who's a language arts teacher at my school, um, and her colleagues in the language arts department—just three of them, in fact—started to uh, play around with with not putting points on the the student work that they were um, that they were giving feedback on, um, and, and or that they were actually grading. And so so they they started to play around with with not using points. They they started reading. Um, Alfie Cone and the Case Against Grades, and um, and so of course since I lived with this this person, um, it was hard for me to escape her her experience and her journey. And she started to encourage me to to think about going pointless as well. I said, No, it's it's not possible. We have this big these two big exams in my class at the end of the year, AP and and IB exam, and um, and these kids they need to be trained to 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 uh, to rack up a bunch of points, um, because that's what they're doing on these exams. And, um, and then she pointed out that in my science research class, I wasn't actually using points. I I really didn't realize that, but I, because it's such a unique um, course, I was, I was just taking their work, looking over their work, giving them a bunch of feedback, handing it back, saying, here are the things I want you to work on. They'd work on that and they'd send it back to me. And you know, eventually we'd get to a point where I'd say, yeah, this is, this is really good. You've done a nice job on this. She said, you're already pointless in, in science research. Why can't you try it in, uh, in biology? And so five years ago, I, I actually just went whole hog and, and, and just removed points from the equation. Um, and, uh, and, and I've been exper- experimenting with it ever since it, it's very different now than it was, uh, five years ago, but, um, but I'll never go back. So, so that's that's kind of been my my journey. I, I constantly, um, you know, reassess what I'm doing and and um, and talk to my students and see how things are going for them and um, and the, the parents. I've talked to them. They're all on board. So it's it's actually been uh, been a really good switch for me
0: i Ironically, it sounds like you have an iterative process for changing this based off of the feedback that you're getting from your students. Uh, and almost like the students are are guiding your gradeless journey, just like you're trying to guide their learning journey.
1: Oh, oh, oh sure. You bet. Yeah. yeah. And and colleagues too, you know, my, and, you know, my wife, Sarah Zerwin, um, we're constantly talking about it and, and, and troubleshooting and giving feedback. And even the other night I got a, an email from a, a student, um, Actually, it was, on, it was on Google Classroom, and he had, he had, he had written a, a comment on his biology journal, which is part of this, this, this pointless approach, and, and it was his argument against the biology journal. And so, <laughs> so uh, it was <laughs> – and he's also in my science research class, so I thought, all right, so he's, he's using argumentation, and, and, he, and let's see what he has to say. And it was a pretty weak argument, in fact. It was basically, I don't want to do the work. Yeah. And and so, it's dumb. I don't want to do it, and so I'm not going to do it. And so so I I, I actually I, I took it downstairs to my wife, and I said, "Help, you know, walk me through <laughs> how you would respond to this kid." Because my initial response was, "All right, let's go. You know, you can go with points. Here's how that's going to work. You failed the first exam. Yeah. How are you going to deal with that?" She's like, "Yeah, a little too a little too confrontational." um you know talk to him about what it is that's missing when he doesn't do a biology journal you know you 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 don't you don't have his voice you can't you can't get into his thinking about what he's learning in the class there's no reflection um and and there also is, there's very little evidence of the work that he's doing that you're not collecting so um anyway um going off on a tangent but um, but it's it's uh, it's been interesting. every every uh, every week is is interesting, um, but uh, yeah. but it's been a good good thing.
0: I think I think we're gonna get into sort of like what it looks like in a second. But you brought up you brought up Alfie Cohn, and uh, specifically you know you had dropped some quotes in here um, that I believe are from uh, Alfie Cone that our uh, research suggests that common tendency of students to focus on a grade doesn't reflect innate predilection or, or a learning style to be accommodated. Rather it's due to having been led for years to work for mm-hmm. grades. And so right. you, you have this student here who probably is pretty good at the game of school, who's probably a, uh, a generally a fairly successful, uh, you know, point collector. Um, yeah. and so, and so I can, I can appreciate how, and I, when I experienced this a little bit last year, uh, I had a couple of students who were, um, very adept at collecting points, very good at the game of school. And so they would, they would plow through real well. Um, and, and they were the ones that boxed the most at the iterative process of, um, of reflecting on their work and identifying strengths and weaknesses and finding areas for growth. So I guess it's, we're now to the point, if somebody's come to this talk or they want to hear how it's done, they don't, they, you know, we could have this great philosophical conversation. So I'm just going to ask you point blank, how do you come up with grades if you don't collect points? Like, what, what what is this nonsense? How do I how do I get if I'm not collecting points? How do I get a grade in one of the classes that's taught by Paul Strode?
1: Yes, well, uh, and and you you've got your student hat on right now. Yeah, that's I you're did. you're the student asking the question. Yeah. Um, and and then I say to you, well, you select the grade. You it's it's a, you select it at the end of the semester. You decide how you performed. You look back at at your the work that you've done. Um, how authentic their work was. Uh, was it your best work? Um, were you getting your work in on time? Um, how good of a of a team member were you in your in your working groups? Um, and uh, and you know, so so you need to do some self assessment. And, and I give them um, I give them ten ten goals or 10, 10 guiding. Um, uh, points that uh, that that I I think, um, and you know, I've been teaching since 1991. So I think that the the teacher by then has a pretty good idea of what makes a successful student, um, and we we are professionals, um, and so and so uh, so I, I have the students you know look at this list all semester and and keep their eyes on it and and think about am I doing these things and um, and if and if they're doing most of these things well then. Then the the content, the the knowledge that they're gaining is is actually coming in. Um, if it's not, if they're struggling, then then they do revisions. They can do revisions on anything in my class that um, that that goes into the, the the online gradebook. So so there there are there are several things that go into the online gradebook, but not everything. So the, of course exams go in, exam revisions go in. Uh, writing assignments that they do um and uh and and some some of the lab work that i that i want to 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 assess and then give them feedback on a lot of the other lab work is just let's do this again you know let's practice this this statistical test again let's practice this um this this uh this um, experimental design process again um so um so, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's how students get to the grade. They select the grade. They write me a letter at the end um, where, they, where they describe how they came to select that grade. And, um, and, then, and then I look at the evidence they presented, and, and I say, yeah, yeah, I think you've, you've nailed it. Or I might say, yeah, you know, um, I really don't see that, that, that evidence from your, um, your biology journal. Um, and and it give them an opportunity. Would you Would you like the opportunity to 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 work on that a little bit more? You know, you've got a couple more days before the end of the semester. Um, sometimes I'll I'll have students um, that uh, that that lowball their their um, their assessment of themselves, and I'll have to say, I I actually think that you you performed a lot better than you think, um, and so. Uh, so that's that's how that's how it works, and um, you know every once in a while, well, I, I shouldn't say every once in a while, um, every class will have a couple, three students, usually you know sixteen year old boys or something, that that uh, they're they're you know suffering from the Dunning Kruger effect, and they they, uh, they they think that they've done a lot better than they actually have, and and they, you know those are the those are the conversations that I have with these these students individually. Um, but uh, but for the most part, yeah. Um, there's uh, I, no longer do I have a student coming in saying, "How do I get points back on this?" Because there are none. Yeah.
0: So, so I will ask. I guess the question is: um, this is a this is a very metacognition approach. So I'm a student. Um, I'm going to transition from student hat. I'm going to become your colleague hat, and I'm also going to take on the parent hat. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go at you at all angles here. But I'm gonna start. I'm going to keep up my student hat for right now. And I'm going to think, all right, so, um, you know, I'm a 16 year old uh, boy. Uh, this is something I could very easily wrap my head around being uh, most of the time uh, in spite of my actual age. Uh, and I go, so wait a minute. So it in like nine weeks from now, like I'm in this class and I sat down nine weeks from now. I got to write a letter. What uh, aside? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get feedback from here and there. I'm going to hand stuff in and sometimes I'm going to be told I need to make it better and sometimes i'm going to be told that it's it's complete or whatever it's going to give a big c on the top of the paper and that's supposed to be a good thing um and so i'm going to get that in and we'll talk about those systems there but do i how will i how confident should i be at the end of the quarter in order to make my claim what are the avenues i'm going to have for feedback so that i know how i'm doing
1: in the middle of the process um avenues for feedback come on on those those assignments that i give Feedback on you know, student. I, I, I put the feedback um, in Infinite Campus. So so there are these the Infinite Campuses are are uh, what is, that? is it LMS? It's kind of an. I think L- it's your learning on, management system. Well, it's, it's your not online grade it's your online grade. grade book. Yeah, yeah, it's your
0: online grade book. It's, it's
1: not quite the LMS. Yeah. Um, but there's a there, there's a place to, to make comments and and my comments are really detailed um, to the students and, and that that's what the parents also see, um, and so. You know, it would be. I think it would be the rare student that would that would, you know, a few weeks to the end of the semester that really doesn't know where they stand, um, because I mean, they they, they could um, if they haven't been paying attention to those ten goals, but um, but I I keep trying to remind them. You know, here here's here's what makes excellence, and um, and and I I um. I sent several emails, um, this week to students saying, you know, I I see that you're struggling. Um, you know, that you're, the, the answers on, on the unit two exam, you you just, it was all over the place. Um, so I'm, I'm concerned. So please come to office hours. Let's, you know, let's walk through it together. Um, and, uh, and so, so there, there's, yeah, there's a, a lot of me, um, Interacting with students and, and talking to them about their about their progress and it is progress That's what we're talking about is progress. You're, you're making progress towards some ultimate goal you have for the course I have a goal for you and my goal is that you you learn and understand how science works in the context of biology um, But uh, you know, you may have another goal you may just You know, you, you may just want to get this class because it's going to look good on your college applications or something Well, that's that's your thing um that's not my thing um so so yeah I,
0: I, you know, how, how do you
1: feel now student are you you feel better or do i need to well
0: so I, I i guess the question will be so like we have this infinite campus and i'm gonna so i can go in and see what's what's been done you know no. good enough if i will say that you know what's good what's good enough mm-hmm. i can also um i can also go in and schedule say office hours and just like ask you like I could, so I could okay. just go in and say like, we got four weeks to go and I, yeah, I struggled on that unit two test. I'm really kind of worried what my grade is. I could just schedule office hours and go in and talk and, and maybe that's a place where I could say, you know, how, will I be able to make a claim of an A? I want to make a claim of A at the end of the quarter because that's, that's what I want. I could ask you point blank, where do I, where, where am I on that? That could be a conversation. yeah,
1: yeah yeah and i and 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 we could we could pull up the work and and I could say well you you still you're sitting at a partial on on this um this assignment that that I gave you feedback on um bring that to a complete you know what what more work could you do um, on that is that your best work uh what comments did I give you and and so can you can you show me that you really you really are engaged in the process of of, of progress in your learning um and and so I, I, I'm constantly reminding students that they have no grade. They, they just have no grade at all until they select the grade. The grade doesn't exist. What they have is progress. They have progress towards being able to select accurately as best they can the, the grade that they have earned.
0: All right. So now I'm going to do the parent hat. Um, Uh I've got this numbskulled 16 year old boy at home and he, you know, last year, he's a smart kid. He's always got good grades, but like, he totally flaked out for like three months last year because, you know, he's a teenager. And so I'm, I'm kind of worried about him. And also, you know, he plays baseball in the spring. And so I want to make sure he's academically eligible because it got touch and go last year. So, uh, how, I, how do I know that they're not totally flaking out? What's, what is my Avenue? What am I going to see when, if I want to know if my kid's doing okay, like how, how do I find that out?
1: Yeah, well, you're so. Um, I encourage you, parent, to um, to go on to Infinite Campus and to look at the comments that I've made in all the assignments, and and look to see if things, um, you know, how things have progressed. Like like did did your your um, your students start out at, at reworks on things um, that, where where there really wasn't much. Effort put into the the work, or there wasn't much understanding conveyed, um, and and are they progressing towards complete on those assignments? And 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 you can see, parent, um, how your student is progressing on that work, and and if it's still sitting at at, at partial or at rework, and and it's not getting to complete, well then, um, then there there's a little bit of lack of effort there, um, and 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 maybe you know we need to we need to look at the whole the whole picture and, and, um, and reevaluate some of the, the, the time that um, that your student is spending on in different parts of, uh, of your student's life.
0: Um, I think I'm going to have to interrupt so, now because I think we're a little inside baseball. Cause I realize like, that I know what you're talking about when you say rework and partial and complete, ah. um, but I, I realize that like, <laughs> that's just because we're very inside baseball. So again, I'm, I'm the parent here and, and wait a minute. I know that when I go in, To their history teacher, um, who is not doing this grades, I can go into Infinite Campus, and I can see that they got a B on this test, they got a C on this thing, I I can see, I can look in and I get to see, I can see numbers, I can see grades, I see a grade point average at the end, but you're saying that I'm going to go in and I'm going to be seeing these other things of completes and reworks and partial, so, so. give me a little explanatory comma. You just threw out, uh, like, there's, I know there's sort of four words that are going to be associated, but uh, you also have sort of traditional grade book, right? So a traditional grade book. So am I going to see uh, these numbers or words? I know that there's, you've mentioned uh, complete and we've you've mentioned partial and you've mentioned rework. Uh, I don't know that missing has Mm -hmm. come up yet, but I know that missing is the other word. So maybe let's start from there. I go in and I see that there's four assignments in there. And one of them's missing, one of them's rework, one of them's partial, and one of them's complete. How as a parent do I understand these four assignments?
1: Uh very good. So well, first let's let's take the overall picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see uh you, you are gonna see a, a point value in there, you're gonna see a percent. And 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 uh and that percent is is traditionally interpreted as a grade. And and even Infinite Campus interprets it directly as a as a grade on the Boulder Valley School District grading scale, and so um so as I'm looking at your students, uh, your students Infinite Campus, um, I see a 63 percent, um, and and I see that 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 corresponds to a D. Well, let's forget about the D because that's irrelevant. Uh, the, but the 63 percent that is your student's progress right now. Your student is making 63 percent progress, and um, and. You know, if that's, if, if, if that's good enough for you and your student, well, then um, your student's going to have a hard time arguing for um, maybe even a C in the class. Um, and, and so the, the reason your student is sitting at a 63% progress is because of all of these other things that are going on. So let's look at the rest of the, of, of, of the gradebook. So yeah, there are three missings. You know, those are just, that's just work that has not been done yet. And, and so that's going in at a zero um, because what do I do with a, with a missing assignment that's just not there? So, um, so that's really holding your student back from, from success and progress. Um, and, and, and those missings build on on other knowledge. And so if, if your student interacts with that, that material, um, that content, those activities, those science practices, well then that is probably going to translate to, to more success later so let's start there let's 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 uh, figure out what those things are that are missing why they're missing how how complete are they where are they are they shoved in a backpack somewhere and and just haven't been turned in yet um so so let's let's have that conversation with your student about that um and then and then let's look at this rework here this is a um this goes in at 50 um and and so so that that means that i've i've looked at the work and i think the, the students Pretty much halfway there, maybe a little bit less than halfway, and um, and so I, I really want to see a, uh, almost a complete overhaul on on this uh, this assignment. Um, and and I've given a bunch of feedback on um, and and it, it, oh, it looks to me like um, this was the the first unit exam, and so I've given a bunch of feedback on on all of your students' answers. And and all I'm waiting for is uh, is is for that second try. Um, but but what I've asked your student to do is come to meet with me because all students that that have reeks are they need to come and set up a meeting with me and walk through it with me and and if and if your student hasn't done that then that's another part of the equation that that, is, um, that there's no progress in um, and so so uh, so yeah let's, let's 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 take a look at that next so the, let's fix the missings. Then let's focus on that rework and and now there's a there's a couple of partials. Those are pretty easy fixes. Um, those those are going in at seventy five percent, and um, and that just means that there's 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 a little bit more work to be done. Um, I I really don't think your student has has reached a, a, a comprehensive understanding of the the material, and so um, so that's not that's not very hard to to accomplish. Um, and uh, and then there are a couple of completes and that's great so so what your student has shown there is is um is is a lot of of knowledge and understanding and um and effort um so so those are great so we we can see what's possible um so let's let's start fixing all of these other little broken pieces um in in your student's gradebook. so uh, was that enough uh, yeah you, you I, think,
0: I think that i you? think that's the explanatory comma and it also a little bit i think um, so I, I as I, it, we'll get into a little bit more. You know, I've been playing around with this, and I've been sort of introducing this. Uh, uh, what's the way? Right now, who are you? Are you Aaron Matthew now? I am. I am now taking. A, yeah, I'll take, I'll take all the hats off, and I'll just go back and be <laughs> the weird, long-haired, bearded uh, Aaron Matthew. Right. So, uh, let me go back to me and Aaron for a little bit, and uh, and talk about. So I've tried to introduce this a little bit. I was sort of thinking about this from the colleague hat because I I have gently introduced this system to some of my colleagues. Um, some who, uh, you know, it, it was maybe I don't know that it was an easier sell, but I know how to sell to certain people better than others. (laughs) Um, So, but I've introduced this. And one of the concerns a lot of times people have is that like, well, well, what does, am I gonna be able to give feedback to kids and have that make sense to them? Am I gonna be able to put it into the grade book so that a counselor or a parent or like somebody who's not, You know, in the culture of this, like, as I said, you started saying these words, and those words, because I've been involved in the system, and I've been steeped Mm -hmm. in it, and we've had, you know, many conversations over the last few years about this, those words resonate with me. But if if you have somebody who's outside that system, Mm -hmm. um, the way I found myself translating it was, right now, when you have an assignment, you arbitrarily decide how many buckets you want to put the grades into. So, like, let's say we do an assignment and we decide it's a 10-point assignment. You've decided that there's 10 buckets or, you know, 0 to 10. So, technically 11 buckets that you could put that in. I'm just going to make it as four. I'm just going to make it so everything I do has only four buckets. It's either complete, it's partial, it's reworked, it's missing. So, we can decide that this is going to have, like, a big weight in the grade. You know, we're going to do this mini project that we're going to do. And it's bigger than some of the other assignments. So, we're going to make it bigger. Great. I'm going to have four buckets. I'm going to have it, 100% of the points are going to be, it's complete, 75% of them are going to be uh, partial, 50% are rework or it's missing. And I'm just going to do that. And then I'm not going to focus on finding all of the points that I would add points or take away points. I'm not going to worry if it's minus three points for this or minus two points for this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say this part right here this isn't quite right because it's missing a component and rather than decide if it's worth two points or three points i'm just gonna say this part right here student this part needs clarification why is it this way you know because i think in terms of i always ask a lot of questions to my students mm-hmm. i don't think this is quite right what you know what if you considered this or why is you know why is this component missing last night i was just doing this and literally i had a question which asked to make a comparisons it was about macromolecules and i had two students specifically They just didn't put lipids in. Like there was no lipids in their answers. They addressed carbohydrates, they (laughs) addressed proteins. Uh, It was a food-based one. So nucleic acids wasn't really important, but lipids were important to the response. And I had two students out of the group of, you know, I don't know, 10 that I looked at last night that didn't address lipids at all. And so my question was, have you had all the macromolecules? How would lipids be involved? And that was the feedback. I didn't decide if it was worth two points or three points. I just gave the feedback on the work. And then when I looked, I, I was done, I took, I took a step back and I said, all right, looking at this assignment, which of those buckets does it go in? It's not missing. Okay. It's not there. So which of these other three buckets is it? Is it all, all the way there, but like, really like this is a nitpick. Like this is a pretty damn good a piece of work. And like, they just missed lipids in this last little bit. And it's really kind of there. Well, so that's it. I'm going to call that complete. Yeah. The feedback. They really kind of nailed it. Or is yeah. this the part, and they really, they also messed up that earlier part here, and they made, like, so really, it's not just that one part. There were, there was five parts to this, and really, there are two areas where they have weaknesses. Maybe on this assignment, this is more of a partial. They're not big switches, they're, they're that. Or is this part of a pattern where, literally, they had mistakes on each one of those parts, they made an effort, but really, this needs to be reworked. Does that, 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 that sound fair to you in
1: terms of how yeah, I that, describe
0: that, it that. to people?
1: That sounds fair, and I think it's important to to communicate that a complete is not perfect, mm. um, because I mean, what what is perfect, <laughs> and and so a, a complete means, wow, you know, you're 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 there. Um, here's a few things. Here's a little bit of feedback, and if you want to if you want to continue um, working on that and and show me that work, then that's even better. But um, but but I'm good. I'm I'm good with the work that you've done. And so, so now, now let's you know you can focus on what's coming up next. Um, the, another way I like to look at at, at these levels of progress um, is like in the, the um, the peer review uh, paper submission process. And so, so a, a rework is like reject <laughs> with encouragement to resubmit. Yeah. You know, we would we, we're happy to see this paper again, but we're rejecting it in its current form. That that's a rework. A partial is accept with major revisions. Mm -hmm. and and a and a complete is is accept with minor revisions because completes are never you know they they always they they could use a little bit of revision um now every once in a while there's a student that's just like wow this is i i I couldn't have done better myself on this and and then that's like a you know you know accept publish tomorrow kind of thing but those are you know those are rare um and so, so that, you know, that may be for, for some of our, our audience, a, a, a way to, to think about these different levels of progress.
0: All right. So I, I, there's a couple more things. I think, I think we've got a lot of description here and I've got a little bit, i maybe we'll talk a little bit about my journey um, in a few minutes based off the conversation. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do want to know, so like, what are the stick points for your students? What, are there any aspects about the system? You know, we talked about sort of the, you know the the real troubled children but for the for those who are like you know you know we we both have very good students we have we have uh we have students who are good at school who come in they're eager they're ready they're attentive um what are the aspects of this grading system do you have any students who struggle with aspects of the system who are good at school and what kind of things do, do they come back
1: with um I mean, what kind of feedback do I get from them?
0: Yeah, or maybe like things that like parts of the system that are hard for them to accept, or is it something that's that's easy? Well, yeah.
1: To well, yeah. So, so back to to my student who who just a couple of days ago um, argued against the Biology Journal. So we haven't talked about that aspect of that's a that's a big aspect yeah, of. We should be talking about that mind. for a little bit. So why don't we talk about yeah. the BioJournal first? You want to talk about the BioJournal? Yeah,
0: let's do that. So yeah. so you mentioned this yeah. at the end. So the BioJournal is. Um, is is a collection of the work that the student does, sort of on a regular basis, to sort of document their progress. The and you do it as a shared Google Doc, I believe.
1: Is that how yeah, you yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah, it's a Google Doc, and it's 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 the intangibles. It's the it's the work that they're doing that I don't necessarily see. And so so I might I I might give them assignment. You know, here's here's an assignment uh, that that I want you to do. Come to class tomorrow, ready to discuss. Um, what 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 you what you learn from this assignment they're they're not going to turn in the assignment, but it goes into their journal and and so so, if it's something that was handed out that they that they wrote out, they'll take a picture of it and they'll insert it into their journal. Um, my my students are inserting their notes. they want me to see the notes they're taking in class, especially in this online world um, i'm I'm getting lots and lots of of notes, and that's really fun to see that they're actually. I'm just looking at their faces but they're taking notes Mm -hmm. um and and so they're they're engaged um in in class um so their notes go there and then and then their reflections on what we're doing um i i want to i want to see their thinking i I want them to be to to help uh, make their thinking visible to me um what was what was interesting what was new what was difficult um all of those things are 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 those intangibles that the, the teacher in the traditional point system doesn't really see. Um, they just see the, the points and and the parents don't see the thinking. They just see the points in the gradebook as if they're, they're, there's there's some um, some great certainty um, in in this you know this final pile of points. That's how much you learned. It's no, it's there's so much uncertainty there
0: yeah yeah and I I was thinking back to a couple years ago when I was in the process I had uh, just a case where you know end of the year came and I had a student who had you know just what we talk about that classic you know 89 point whatever 89.2 or some some like some number that came out and that's their final percentage for the year that it came out to and you know the student asked me you know asked me about, you know, the grade and I was like, you know, it kind of came out to where it was and that's where it was. And I, it, you know, this is a class that I don't do a a grade claim or anything like that on. Um, and then I send to the student, I showed similar to things, things that had been missing, things that hadn't been revised. I do test corrections. Um, I do other things. Some of the test corrections were done. Some of them were done poorly. Some of them weren't done at all. There were opportunities for revision. There were opportunities for that. And so not all of them were utilized to their maximum ability during the course. And then sure enough, uh, two days later, I got an email from the parent <laughs> asking me, is there anything that could be done about this grade? And I, I had the similar conversation. It was like, you know, I understand your frustration about the grade, but I give multiple opportunities throughout the course. Without, even without this grade, you know, this grade claim that you do in the journal to document those things. I have lots of points where I ask students to do revision and do things like that. And this student had just done sort of a, a, a mediocre job. It wasn't a terrible student was a good student, but we ended up arguing about that. They came to argue about points and I brought and had the conversation about the work. And I realized that because whenever you're locked into a points system, you can't avoid conversations about points.
1: Yeah. And if you're involved yeah, I mean, in the, the system, points are, they're, Yeah, yeah. We, we, they're in the middle. The focus is on the points. And if you remove points, what, what is the focus on? It's on the learning and understanding.
0: Yeah, it's got to be on the work. And and yeah, I will say definitely. that the kid and the parent both sort of accepted the argument and and just in distinction. I don't know how happy they were about it, but it was that moment where I realized that I had adopted some of these pieces, but not all of them. And so the philosophy sort of is in the background, but it's on top of a fundamentally points-based system um that i are i'm still sort of half in half out although parts of my i'm i'm, I'm out in some and not out in the other so i didn't jump in with both let's, feet the yeah, way you did
1: yeah let's talk about that because i'm whole hog and and you're you're kind of experimenting with it in various ways so so why don't you describe what what you're doing
0: all right so so let me talk about sort of my journey and I sort of bucketed into sort of three sort of phases. So if I was to go back you know and I've been teaching this is year 25 for me um, so uh, if you go back you know you know 10 years ago uh, you know and I actually pulled up one of my old syllabuses just to see what it was and the syllabus read at, at the beginning it said 60 percent of it 60 uh, percent of your grade was tests and quizzes, 15 percent was project, 15 percent was lab, 10 percent was homework. And that was the, that was the grade. There were no revisions. There were no rewrites, 10% off per day, per late work. That was all in the syllabus. So that, I, again, I pulled up one of my what old- a guys. tough teacher. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I didn't smile, I didn't smile till Thanksgiving. And um, that's- <laughs> <laughs> That that might be an old that might that might show my age. I, I think some people will know that. But anyway, my
1: uncle—that's what my uncle said to me when yeah. I first started teaching. He said, "Here's my best advice: don't smile till Thanksgiving." Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that early in my career. Um, <laughs> uh, and again, I don't know that new teachers hear that, but I know I know when you started teaching, and I know when I started teaching, and that definitely was advice for young teachers uh, back in the '90s. Uh, so so then uh, you know a couple years ago, uh, I meet you. Uh, I start doing some reading. I start doing some other things. I start thinking a lot about, it was in a few different places. One, it was, am I a student-centered teacher? Like I use those words. Like if I if I described my philosophy, um, I described myself as student-centered. Like I think that the students are at the center of my work. I don't want there. And then I took a step back and I looked at my practice and I was like, yeah, that's kind of a BS statement. Like if I look at my grades, my grades are not student-centered. My grades are all about, you know, students doing work and me collecting work and doing that, and yeah, I gave them feedback and they, like I I cared about them as people, but the grading system certainly did not reflect students as learners and growers. They, it reflected a system where they did things and their things were evaluated and those things ranked and sorted them, and it the, it really wasn't. There was not a whole lot of opportunity for growth in there, um, and there was also an equity piece. Um, you know, I teach in a school that has levels and tracking. And um, I've had a lot of diverse thoughts about it. And I've read a lot of the stuff about, about tracking. And the fact is, is that students, by the time they become juniors and seniors, they have a really strong idea of what they're good at and what they're not good at. And that's going to be part of their thinking for the rest of their lives. We are not encouraging life. We're not growing lifelong learners in our, in our high school to be lifelong learners in all areas. They're deciding the areas that they can be lifelong learners. And I'm not saying that we're not encouraging lifelong learning, but there is a structural component that says, you are gonna be a lifelong learner, but you can do it in these subjects over here, and you're not gonna be good at math and science, so you should go do these other things. Or or you're not good at English, or you're not good at reading. And I can tell you, I, I internalized some of those same messages when I was a kid about things that I was good at and things that I wasn't good at, And I had some of those ideas when I graduated high school and you know, here it is many years later and I still, still felt those were the cases. So I started asking, what could I bake in? So I started doing just those things. So my in between my less, I'm calling it much more, less traditional grades. um, I pulled up what the syllabus looked like and I had, I still had buckets, but I went to 50% tests and quizzes, 20% projects, 20% labs and 10% homework. So I reduced the size of the tests and the quizzes. I pumped up some of those more project based type assignments and then Mm -hmm. I added test test corrections. I added a test correction process. After the exam, students would go and they would do it. And I tweaked around and I I have a process. I have no idea how it's going to work in in these pandemic distance learning times. But (laughs) I had a process that worked great through last year (laughs) uh, on that. And so I added also um, peer and self-evaluation for all group work. So I actually started doing forums anytime they would do a group lab or a group project, even if they submitted an individual assignment, but really specifically for their group assignments, I really did ask them for that. And I actually started changing the language about not asking them to assign points, but I asked them, would the person be um, for like lab reports? I do group lab reports and AP. Do you think your, uh, your, your, group members should be considered a first author, a second author, or a third author in this or a contributor to the project. And I sort of described it like, these are the categories, like how, like how much do they help getting this to publication? Like how much credit do they deserve? And I gave sort of some parameters along that again, not grades, but feedback, like where did their contributions fall? And, you know, and then I would take that information and I would look. And if three kids were saying this one kid is a, you know, really doesn't deserve to be a first author then I would have a conversation with that student and I might not accept them as having enough work. And if there needed to be revisions on that work, I wouldn't go to the people who everyone thought were first authors. I would go to the person who was a second author and said, hey, this final product didn't didn't really meet the standard for me. There needs to be these, you know, these areas need to be revised. Guess who gets to do
1: them? And that, so that, that, that process of, the, is that like, you know, throwing food to a bunch of hungry dogs? It's like, <laughs> you know, here's, here's what's available there, there. There's this, this, these, these amount of points or, 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 or whatever um, you guys decide who gets what. But, but it's not a, it's not like
0: there's a, a finite amount of food. They all could ah, be first authors. Okay. I'm okay. not saying okay. that you've got to rank them. I'm I not see. saying that there's a first author. I'm saying, would you consider your other contributions to be equal co first authors? And that's, okay. I don't frame it. I'm glad you asked that question. Cause I don't frame it. Like there is a hierarchy and you have to rank and sort. I taught as a, were there equal contributions to this project such that everybody should be considered a first author, or were there those that contributed less to the process? Yeah. Um, and so I did it. In that, I did it in that sort of yes. You could have four co-authors on our group lab reports, or three co-authors is more likely what happens in our groups. And then I added a journal. Um, At first, I did a lab journal, so it was just reflections on lab work, and I asked them to identify examples of science practices, and so this was an AP, and so there's a defined six science practices, and so I said, I want you to pick a piece of work, I want you to find an exemplar, tell me which of the six science practices is, or which sub-bullet below that is, and then I want you to justify why this exemplar that you've done, either a picture out of your lab notebook, or a picture of a CER whiteboard, or a picture of a slide, or a picture of some piece of evidence you've done, explain why this piece of evidence is an example of this science practice. And I would ask them to amass examples of this practices each quarter. And that was their journal. Um, and that became now another significant grade there. And then I also add, uh, added choice for homework. And I did make one of those be a formative essay, which is like a little practice mini essay that they could rewrite as many times as they want until it was complete. And I, this is where I introduced the concept of complete partial and rework so I could learn what that looked like on a type of assignment that was in a small bucket. So I really only went to pointless in homework and I stopped okay, collecting okay. any other homework, but I went pointless in homework and let them work to that. So I made 10% of my grade work that way.
1: Um, so so, do, you, do, you, do you feel like you're you're moving in the direction of being completely pointless eventually as you figure out how it's going to work in your system?
0: Yes. So this year, this year is the big is the big Band-Aid came off. And that's the system we went to. And so this year, this year because why not? Everything else has gone haywire. Uh, right. Why not try this? So, so what we've now done is, um, if you read the syllabus, um, it's not 100% there. It's, it's now, I would say, it's like, you, you would say it's probably 50-50. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it 80-20, and we're not going to argue about this because we're coming to the end of the <laughs> But um, I, in the syllabus, call it a, uh, a total points grade uh, with a grade claim is on there. And so I'm doing the progress all the work I'm giving has one of those four buckets that we discussed earlier. I've ha- I've made the journal move from a lab journal to a bio journal and they're mm-hmm. going to talk about learning objectives, science practices and evidence. And then I'm going to ask for a certain number. Um, we're starting small. we I think we're going to do six for the first quarter, and we give them about 15 minutes a week to pull pull a piece of evidence. And right now I'm still early, so I'm I'm modeling a lot of it. So I'm like saying, okay, so over the last couple of weeks, what are some things that you could pull? Now there's a lot of things you could pull, but we did the practice essay last week, and you may have done your formative, and we also did this lab piece. And here's how these could fit. These are examples of science practices, and these are examples of learning objectives. So you could so like I'm like walking them through how to enter a couple of those in now and so I think basically it still looks it from the from the parent side from the counselor side from the people who aren't in my room I think it looks a lot like a point based system but Hmm. inside philosophically it is a pointless system and I say that having not gotten to a quarter point yet at the time of this recording (laughs) so uh, I'll do this and I will say I've also got my my so I'm doing this all with my AP students my honors classes I have convinced a lot of my colleagues to start adopting this language for all of our formative work. So we're still going to have summative labs and projects and that stuff. And I'm not sure how rewrites or revisions or things like that are going to work on that. And we've put a little pin in sort of that conversation for now because there's so many other things to learn. But they are all accepting of using this type of feedback and allowing for resubmission of really anything that's other than a major assessment um and so that language now is in both of the syllabuses that i rolled out and it's in the syllabus of all the honors and all of the ap classes that are taught um for biology at my high school so uh, and i will say uh, i want to bring back uh you mentioned uh sarah's book uh or sarah earlier and i want to make sure we plug sarah's book before we get to our questions for the session sure. and i will say that um uh, you know, I, I, I appreciated so much about the book, having known you reading Sarah's book. So Sarah put out the book. Um, so it's uh, Sarah M. Zerwin. Uh, the book is called Pointless, An English Teacher's Guide to More Meaningful Grading. Um, I am not an English teacher, but I found it enormously helpful. Um, and I will say that while reading the book, it's the first time I could envision how this system would work in my non-AP classes. I would say that up until I was reading that book, I still in my mind had the idea that this is a system that works well, well in my ivory tower AP classes because the students are mm-hmm. mature and they have metacognition and I couldn't do this with my honor students. But when I read Sarah's book, I ha- I, I started to see a sea change and I'm encouraging all my colleagues to read it. And tr- so hopefully two or three years from now, this will spread just like it has in Boulder, it will spread throughout uh, my district and, and maybe beyond. So thanks to this presentation. So, uh, yeah. With- So I hope you enjoyed that presentation by myself and Paul Strode. And uh, as always, you can get show notes for Life of the School on lifeoftheschool.org. You can also find them on our Patreon page, patreon.com/lots. You can contribute a buck or two to the work that we do, and I w- always appreciate that. I send out early releases to our Patreons as a little bit of a thank you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Life of the School, and we'd like to thank Jake Jenkins uh, and X Magicians for music on this in every episode, including our little, uh, bumps in between tracks. So we will be back as a full panel in April. And, uh, other than that, we will see everybody soon.